Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, October 10th. U.S. equity futures are trading in the red. Um, they're a little bit off their overnight lows, but they still are in the red. You have S&P futures down 16 points. It's about 43 basis points. Dow futures are off 85 points. That's about 28 basis points. And then you have the NASDAQ off about 64 points, which is about 58 basis points. Um, you know, I think the main themes this morning are the ones that we were grappling with late last week, namely... Um, you know, I think equities are being forced to fight a two-front war, one of which is um, deteriorating earnings estimates. The other one is compressed multiples because of what's happening in the economy with yields and the Fed. We are not seeing the type of slowdown that you'd want to see in order for the Fed to kind of take its foot off of the tightening gas a little bit. Um, and, and that was obviously the big theme of the jobs report on Friday. And then you had another handful of uh, pre-announcements last week. So that's kind of the main theme where we left uh, the market on Friday, and it's still kind of in place this morning. Um, I would say as far as incremental news since the Friday close, um, the big the big headlines came out of Russia-Ukraine. You saw this key bridge that connects uh, the Russian mainland to Crimea was bombed on Saturday, um, You know, severely damaged. Looks like parts of it are still operational. This has been a key supply line feeding Russian troops in uh, the south of Ukraine. Um, Putin retaliated this morning by raining missiles on um, Kiev and, and certain other major cities. Um, you know, so again, obviously, this is a element of escalation in the war. Um, in terms of on the battleground, Ukraine still has enormous momentum, um, you know, recapturing territory both in the north and the south. Um, you know, we'll have to see how all this plays out at a certain point in time. I still think that they're going to reach a point where Russian troops are so too entrenched to kind of dislodge, whether that is just the territory that Russian held before the February invasion that remains to be seen. Um, but certainly, you know, Crimea has been the, the target of Ukraine attacks now on, uh, on numerous occasions. So that that's going to be some a piece of territory that Russia will respond differently to kind of losing ground that it um, only had um, control over since February. So this has been a, source of, of, of tension and anxiety for the market since February. It's going to remain that for the time being. Um, otherwise, nothing too dramatic. The China National Day holiday took place last week. All indications, there have been a couple headlines about consumer activity, consumer spending during that week-long holiday um, points to just ongoing weakness because of the continued COVID restrictions that are in place. Um, you're also seeing COVID case figures start to rise again in China, so it's creating some anxiety about incremental lockdown restrictions. Um, you know, again, that's something we've been grappling with now for several months and still um, a source of market tension and anxiety. Um, in the UK, you had the BOE. So the BOE's guilt intervention steps were due to expire this Friday. They are still going to expire this Friday. They are going to increase um, the size of the purchases that they'll make daily uh, between now and Friday. Not really a huge deal. Uh, more important is they're going to keep in place some, uh, or not keep in place, they're going to introduce certain provisions and steps that will stay beyond this Friday aimed at helping pension funds. Um, so that's a small positive. So they're not going to step away completely from the market after uh, the 14th, which had been a concern last week. But, you know, still a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of uncertainty with regards to the UK. They are going to bring forward the publication of the medium term budget along with the OBR fiscal forecasts um, to the end of October. These were not supposed to be out until November 23rd. They're going to move them up a few weeks um, a small positive. Again, I don't think it really matters too much for U.S. markets. Keep in mind in the U.S. today, all bond markets are closed, including treasuries. 
Um, and then you also had a lot of Asian markets close overnight, including Japan, Hong Kong. Uh, I'm sorry, Japan, Taiwan, and Korea all were closed. Hong Kong was open. Uh, the Hang Seng fell 3%. So a lot of markets are closed today in the U.S. Very minimal news. There's nothing on today's calendar as far as scheduled headlines are concerned. Um, this week is going to be very important. You have the U.S. CPI. Um, and then you have the start of Q3 earnings and a lot of other events. I have previews for everything um, that I sent around last week. Uh, I think the main concern is that you're going to see, you know, similar to what you saw last week, you're going to get a hot CPI and then you're going to get bad earnings. So again, it's kind of this two front war that stocks are fighting and it's an impossible one to win. If you were to have the data start to unfold in a way that, again, the Fed could start to take its foot off the tightening gas, that would leave the market in a much better position to absorb earnings negativity. Um, but uh, as far as battling both compressing multiples and compressing earnings estimates, that's just too much to bear. I still think that you're going to see um, you know, an inflection point in the data. I think you're seeing it already. There's disinflationary indications everywhere. It's just a question of when that's going to start to filter into the data. And that's what the Fed is really kind of watching exclusively. Um, that point in time is coming, but it's you know, unfortunately not arriving um, right at this moment. So that is everything for today, Monday, October 10th. Thank you for listening.